0: I genuinely don't know what to say at this point. Uh, So find out what I do end up saying today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. what is up everybody welcome back to another edition of locked on tigers i'm of course your host scott bentley today is tuesday may 10th 2022 thanks for making locked on tigers your first listen every day we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts including youtube go watch us on youtube subscribe on youtube um well the Detroit Tigers get shut out again. Drop this one two to nothing in Comerica Park, and the Oakland A's are bad. This is a a bad team. They are now eleven and eighteen. That is one of the worst records in the American League. Uh, the only teams in the American League worse than the Oakland Athletics are. The Kansas City Royals, the Boston Red Sox, and of course your yourself if you are a Tigers fan. Um also, I believe this snapped a nine game losing streak for the Oakland Athletics. So good good on you. Good on you, Oakland. Way way to snap out of it. Way to way to get back on the horse by by scoring two runs. Off a Tony Kemp home run. You you score a run off a Tony Kemp home run. His first home run of the year. His third extra base hit of the year. So good on you, Oakland. Way to snap out of it. It seems like every team, really, if you need to snap out of a losing streak, could, could in theory just kind of Play the Tigers. And there you go. It's a miracle. We're winning again. Not good, man. Not good. So the Detroit Tigers dropped this one. Uh, I mean, the, the, we, we haven't scored in 24 innings. We have not scored a single run in 24 innings. 24 that it's it's so bad (laughs) and like the I think the most fascinating part about it is that they keep finding new ways to not score like like okay on Saturday they had a ton of base runners and they just couldn't bring them in right like they they had a ton of base runners had a lot of hits double digit hits several walks thrown in there like it, it was just it was just like like, really impressive how they they couldn't score runners that were in scoring position. They couldn't drive anybody in. Then you have Sunday's game, which, like, just nobody could get a hit, period. Right? That was just okay. Like, nobody's getting on base. That, whatever. Then today, you had this, this fascinating thing where your hit total, while it wasn't good, it, it, it wasn't bear, It wasn't horrid. It wasn't embarrassingly bad. I mean, four hits is not good. You'd like that to be higher. But you pair that with two walks, six base runners should net you a couple of runs, right? And, and they had, I believe, 12 balls put in play that were over 95 miles an hour. 12 balls put in play over 95 miles an hour. So they just keep finding unique ways. One day, they're crushing the ball, and it's all right at people. One day, it's uh, it's nobody can get a hit, nobody can get on base, period. One day, it's everybody can get on base until it, it, it is required to drive that runner in and then no longer. Like, it's just, it's really their dedication to continuously not scoring runs and and their dedication to being the worst offense in baseball is, is truly remarkable and impressive 24 straight innings. And the craziest part is in that game, the last game that we scored in on Saturday, right? Both of those runs were in the same inning. So you could also word it as, In our last three games, we have scored in one inning. In our last three full baseball games, in our last 27 innings, we have scored in one of our last 27 innings. You could also word it that way if you want to be even sadder. So, there you go. It's it's horrible. And, like, I don't know... How many different ways I, I can break this down for everybody? Like I, I really, like I'm I'm struggling to to figure out how how many different ways I I can word the same issues. How many different ways I can rebreak down this this just just putrid offense. I I mean, like we could go player by player, I guess like Robbie Grossman had normal Robbie Grossman at bats. Javi Baez looked I, I mean pretty much like Javi Baez put had a couple of hard hit balls, put the ball in play, got got a hit. Miggy's at bats were pretty uncompetitive. Austin Meadows killed it. And he has a 1 for 3 performance. I guess 1 for 3 with a walk is is not bad, right? Getting on base twice and in four tries, but He had, I believe, he ended with the first, third, and fourth hardest hit balls of the game all belonged to Austin Meadows, and he had one hit to show for it. That walk in the ninth was great. Fantastic at bat. Scopey, couple of hard hit balls. Got a hit. Crushed the ball to third. I I, I mean, uh, Torque had a hard hit ball. That that led to an out. He went over again. Barnhart with a hit. I mean, it, it's just it like it's the same. <laughs> I I I just don't know how else to 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 word. The offense is terrible, and and without the offense, we're not going to go anywhere. You need extra base hits. You need to lift the ball. I I, I understand that. Uh, there's a there's a big you know kind of war which I don't really understand because I think both personally I think both are very important but there seems to be this war in baseball between like the the way baseball is played now and kind of like the older school uh, crowd and and how they believe baseball should be played and the fact of the matter is in in 2022 you are not winning ball games if you don't elevate the ball a little bit if you don't get extra base hits it's not gonna happen you're not going to be able to consistently win baseball games. And this team could not get an extra base hit if I I can't even think of like a, an ending to that what is that a uh, uh that's not an analogy. Whatever, not important right now. Metaphor maybe. It's just it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> And like the real plethora of roster moves made today as well, that we'll get to at the end. We'll end the show, I think, with those. But it, it it's it definitely shows like, hey, we are past the point in the season where we're just going to use the excuse of like, oh, well, you know, it's it's early. Like we're, past the point in the season, I think, but I, I don't know how long of a leash some of these guys have versus Akil Badu. It makes sense that Badu had the shortest lease. She was a Rule 5 pick last year. Uh, he has options left, and he is has the smallest contract. Like, it just makes sense that he has the shortest lease. Like I said, we'll get to that at the end, but nobody can hit. There's no lineup combination. I mean, if there's a lineup combination you think would work, AJ's tried it. We are moving around the lineup every night to try to find – Some combination that could potentially produce some offense. Nothing's happening. Just no ability to drive in runs. No ability to get a rally going unless it's the ninth inning. Which, like, that's been a consistent all year, oddly enough. Like, all season, we've been, like, really good in the ninth for some reason. Really consistently putting pressure on the opponent in the ninth. And then the other eight innings, zero pressure at all. So it doesn't even really matter by the time we get to the ninth. That's been really the story of the year. I mean, I think the the exclamation point, the the thing you can highlight in this game to really drive home and really prove the point that this offense is laboring. And, and that honestly, like everybody knows that, but show... How little faith, even the coaching staff has in this offense at the moment is when Derek Hill bunted. Not because in a vacuum Derek Hill bunting is like some crazy thing. If there's anybody on the team that's gonna bunt, he's probably the most likely. However, in that situation, it's it's unbelievable. That is a that is a, a remarkable time to call for a bunt. If your offense is even halfway competent, you don't call for a bunt there. The situation was man on first, one out. Man on first, one out, and Derek Hill had gotten hits in the last couple of games. One of the only people that had. And you sent him out there and said, you know what? We need a runner in scoring position so badly that we are actually going to to sacrifice bunt here so that we can have a man on second and two outs not not okay not okay for a competent offense you don't bunt there even a even a below average offense doesn't bunt there but here we are we're not even a below average offense we are the worst offense in baseball We'll get into the rest of the game, the starting pitching. The pitching has been the problem, so we can talk about that and how good that was because it was fantastic. Uh, but first, I got to tell y'all about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL features. It's that time of year, baby. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, eSports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody. We are back here for segment two at Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Now podcast recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans to the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Okay, so we let out everything there about the offense. Um, Let's get into the pitching there was some good pitching. And then after that, we can get into all the roster moves and all the just rest of the discourse going around this team at the end. Um, Michael Pineda shoved in this game. He was fantastic. And I, I those who have listened to the show th- through the off season and everything, first off, I, I love you. If you listen through the lockout, um, thank you for, for the continued support. Um, but I was a big fan of the Michael Pineda signing he, before we even signed him. He was somebody that I wanted um, at, right after the lockout ended. He was one of the first names I circled uh, and he was great. And and here's the thing. He is going to pound the strike zone. That's what he's going to do. He's not going to walk very many people. Uh, he's going to challenge hitters. He's going to get beat. Sometimes it's the nature in, in his style of pitching. But you're never going to have to worry about Michael Pineda beating himself, which out of someone who you signed to be a fourth or fifth starter for your team is a perfect fourth or fifth starter for a like contending good team. Now, we're not that. And with that, with the injuries and everything, is currently like our three starter. But the point is, every team... Could use a Michael Pineda, whether you're fighting for a World Series and you can put him in the fifth spot or whether you're, you know, one of the worst teams in all of baseball and he can be in the top three in your rotation. Michael Pineda in in his current state will always have a job in baseball because of that, because he will never beat himself. The hitters will beat him sometimes, but Michael Pineda is never going to beat himself. He's never going to walk eight and just have the merry-go-round and lose his command and just dig himself into a hole. The hitter is going to have to beat Michael Pineda every time he gets on the mound. And that is why he was a fantastic signing. And that is why uh, against a team like the Oakland A's, who also have had a horrible offense this season, uh, he's going to have good starts. And went out there and did that. Six and two thirds, six hits, two runs, two walks, and four K's. That two walks number is honestly even higher than we're used to. Four K's number, beautiful. That's about right. Given the, the amount of innings he threw, uh, six hits, like I said, you're going to have to beat him. Um, I I think the biggest thing is that just keep pounding the zone. Like I said, but, uh, he he was also really getting them low and away, which I'm going to assume was on the scouting report from, from Federer and the staff. Uh, but it was a very consistent, just only throw low and away (laughs) was pretty much the strategy uh, every once in a while, it came up and in if he had two strikes on somebody. But for the most part, it, it was a pretty impressive display of just consistently throwing all of his different pitches low and away in the zone. And uh, the ace couldn't really figure it out. So love the signing. Uh, love what he's going to be able to provide this team this year. Love everything about Big Mike. And uh, very, very good outing today. So shout out Michael Pineda. Certainly Far from the problem. ERA goes down to three four three this season. Almost 100 uh, pitches as well. All beautiful. Andrew Chafin came in for one out, uh, and he was nasty. Got a strikeout in it. Five-pitch strikeout. Beautiful. He, he's nasty, man. He really is. His ERA is now under two. Um, and then, lastly, Ronnie Garcia. Now, we have to talk about Ronnie Garcia a little bit. Ronnie, if you've been following me for a while, Like, before I even took over as host of this show. You know that my opinion of Ronnie Garcia last year. Well, not last year. Two years ago. In 2020, in the COVID year. um, I did not think very highly of Ronnie Garcia as a pitcher in the Major League level. And so far this season. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. So far this season, he has looked better and i think some of that has to do with the fact that he is pitching in short inning relief rolls and i think his velocity is up a little bit because of that uh he came in today and like the first pitch he threw was like the second hardest pitch that anybody had thrown in the entire game up to that point um, not that either of the starters for these teams were flamethrowers but still impressive to just kind of have the hardest pitch throne of the day almost uh, be immediately when Ronnie Garcia stepped on the mound. Um, so I, I think that that has something to do with it, but I, I, I just, I enjoy his pitch mix a lot more from a reliever role. And I'm not going to come on here and say that I think Ronnie Garcia has the potential to be some incredible reliever, but I, if he continues, the, he's still really young first off. And if he continues this trajectory and continues to to pitch like uh like he did i mean yesterday he looked good he did the fastball was good it got up to to 94 and a half almost 95 miles an hour solid uh the curveball I, I thought was solid as far as like spin rate goes it was, i mean solid solid pitch there um induced some a couple of swings and misses through it ten times. Had two whiffs, uh, got put in play three times, but they low damage. I mean, didn't give up a hit, didn't give up a walk, struck out one. The change up he threw a couple of times uh, did not get put in play a single time. I mean, I, I'm gonna live with this, and he has a two one six ERA on the year now. Um, I know that that's not. All you know, he hasn't been in the majors this entire season. But still, I I, I liked what I saw out of Ronnie Garcia. And, and again, I'm I'm not saying that he should be like the closer or anything. I'm not trying to trying to you know go way out there or anything. But um, it's just the bullpen continues to be a success story for this team so far, which is very sad considering the lack of offense and like we just don't get to use our really good bullpen. Uh, and Ronnie Garcia is looking all right. He looked good. He looked good Monday. And I I hope to see him continue to grow and continue to improve on that outing and uh, maybe, maybe potentially be like a two winning reliever down the road. I don't know. Okay. So we are done talking about pitching. We're done. We're done talking about pitching. We're done talking about hitting. We're done talking about this game. Mm, we'll probably talk about the umpiring there at the end a little bit but mostly from here on out we're just going to talk about a lot of the discourse surrounding the team the roster moves made like i said the ump thing we're done talking about gameplay that was not a fun game there's we lost two to nothing the pitching was good the hitting wasn't there's your analysis so we'll get into all that but first i'm going to tell y'all about rockgato.com. this episode is brought to you by Rock with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need, so why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers, you have access to rockauto.com at home, and in your pocket, save time and money when using Rock auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a local chain store or car dealership? just does not make sense. They have everything you could need. Brake pa- brake parts, not pants, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website and find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Segment three here at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. I really appreciate you. Uh, It is... It's been... It's not been too fun lately. It really hasn't. But here we are. Um... Okay, the umpiring. Let's talk about it. It was not very good, and I've said this before on the show. I don't like blaming losses on umpires. I'm certainly not going to blame this one on the umpires. We, the, as talked about, offense was terrible. Not the umpires' fault that we can't hit a baseball. Um, that being said, the ninth inning is a joke and shouldn't happen. That's really embarrassing for the umpire, Nick Marley, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Really embarrassing moment for him. Not embarrassing because he missed a call that happens across baseball tens of times every single night. Everybody sees it because there's so many accounts that are dedicated to really just kind of slandering umpires. Um, I do like umpire scorecard I think that one's pretty objective which is why I like it um but that that can't happen and it it's really not a good look for baseball when you have a dude who misses a call okay misses a call then proceeds to probably miss a call outside that one was a lot more borderline but after the really brutal one earlier in that inning and then the Miguel Cabrera one we'll get to uh well and the John of the Scope one it was really a rough inning and it it Javi's frustration boiled over and first off at least somebody's pissed besides us I mean my goodness At, at least somebody is frustrated that nobody can can score a run at least somebody's frustrated so The embarrassing part for me, again, is not the missed call. It's the fact that after he ejected our best player and our manager, he then turned around and pretty much said, I am guaranteeing that you're not winning this baseball game. I have been the biggest of anti-robo-ump people you will ever meet. I love the catcher position. Played it my whole life. I think framing is is a huge part of the game of baseball that I do not want to lose. But a robot is not going to get even with you and guarantee you a loss. Now, I know, ha-ha, they were guaranteed a loss anyway because the offense can't hit. Sure. But he th- that happened to Javi. Miguel Cabrera goes up and gets... A strike called on him on a ball that is well below the strike zone. Well below, like not even really close. And he then strikes out, swings through a fastball that was in the strike zone, whatever. Then the scope at bat happens. You go, okay, whatever. He wanted to prove his point. He did. Nope, not done. Cause then he did pretty much the exact same pitch. It was a low change up that was well below the strike zone. Got scope on it. Scope was pissed. So then the pitcher on the mound was like, what are we even doing? I'm just going to keep throwing the same pitch. Maybe even throw it lower. Because now the hitter knows he has to swing at balls that are at his ankles. And sure enough, that's what he did. And the game ended. It's, it's, it's really, he kind of had like a stare down with Miguel Cabrera after like he called the strike on him too. It's just really embarrassing for him more than anything. Like this offense is embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing to to not score for 24 innings. Yes, that that's all true. And I'm, again, I'm not blaming the loss on this dude. I'm not at all. The loss is 100% our fault. But it's just a really bad look when you just decide, I'm going to take matters into my own hands when the – tying run is on base and the go-ahead run is on the plate in, in a game because because what because you got yelled at you're you're an umpire dog that's like your whole job that that can't happen that can't happen in baseball it's really like i said there's really no other way to describe it Uh, In my eyes, other than just embarrassing, like that's just really embarrassing for Nick Marley, I believe is how it's pronounced. It's just a really embarrassing moment for him and not one that anyone on the planet is going to take his side on other than like, I don't know, his ump crew. (laughs) I'm not even sure the ump union is going to like, come on and be like, yeah, we agree. That was definitely a strike because everyone can see it wasn't. No no one's going to take his side, like I said. Just a really embarrassing moment for him. But definitely not the reason uh, that we haven't scored for 24 consecutive innings. So it's really, for the most part, it's just a when it rains, it pours kind of situation. We just can't buy a bucket. Can't buy anything. Uh, As far as roster moves that happened in this game, in this game, today, yesterday, as you're listening to this, goodness, um... Ronnie Garcia obviously pitched because he got recalled from Triple A at the expense of Akil Badu. Badu has been really, really struggling at the plate, and it hasn't even been like a always hitting. You know, really well from for righties or lefties, or or really poorly against other ones. It's just all around not great. So I, I think the the continuous lack of offense in general um is well obviously the reason that uh that that he did not stay at the major league level and the biggest thing for him is this is not none of these moves are permanent i i I replied to somebody i think on twitter and said that none of these moves are permanent this is very fluid a lot of moves are about to happen and we're going to break that down too um, but, uh, it, it's, it's not a, a, okay. Well, a by I just in AAA a for like the rest of the season. Like, no, he's going to go down there. He's going to hopefully work, but he has a sub 500 OPS against both hands of pitchers against lefties and righties. So definitely needs some work getting every day at B a B's is good for him. See, you know, if they just say you're going to bat at the top of the lineup against righties and lefties, just go to work. That's great. A lot of rule five picks do that anyways. We didn't expect it because of how because he was so good last year. But it, it's going to be all right. It's going to be OK. So i um I, I it's going to be all right. I, I think he's going to be back. Uh, just needs to to get his head on right. And uh, honestly, we have a relatively crowded outfield currently. And then when Victor Reyes comes back, it might even be more crowded. Uh, who knows? So uh, that not the end of the world. Definitely the right call. Well, I'm sure we'll see him again this year. Pitching. Um, Alex Fajardo, 27th man for the doubleheader uh, today as you're listening to this made sense. We uh, talked about that last week. That's what we talked about on the show as we thought was going to happen. Joey Wentz is making his major league debut on Wednesday. Um, It's, it's just, it's mayhem. It's all mayhem. So we, we have currently in our starting rotation, it is Erod Pineda and Scooble. And then it's, Brisky, Fiedo, and Joey Wentz. We, we have a six man, I guess, technically right now with the two double headers in a week. And it will be interesting to see what happens after these guys. Obviously, the starts themselves will be super fun. It, it'll be a cool thing, you know, see Joey Wentz finally come up, see Fiedo again. That's all cool. And uh it, I guess it won't matter if we can't hit, but it'll be cool. But the biggest thing is going to be. With the roster, how what happens after? We just recalled Ronnie Garcia, and now Fieto's an extra man, so he's not even on the 26-man roster. Wentz will come up, but then Matt Manning's making his second rehab start on Friday, and Casey Mize is now in Toledo and making his first rehab start, I believe, on Thursday. So my point is don't fall in love with any of these dudes because there's going to be a lot of roster movement over the next like seven days. I think the next time the rotation resets and we go back up to E-Rod, we could potentially see a lot of roster turnover. So, something to keep an eye on. Um, I think that's it. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. Now, make your second listen Locked on MLB. Host Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. I think that's all I got for you. 24, excuse me, 24. That is the amount of innings we have gone without scoring a single run. We play a double header on Tuesday. So hopefully we can score a single run in two games of baseball. It would be really remarkable if we didn't. Let's go score some runs. The Oakland A's are still not very good. You can still, you can take two tomorrow. Tomorrow. Get back to winning, you know, taking the lead in the series. Let's just, let's, let's try. Let's, let's, please try. I'm trying to be positive. I really am, but it's really difficult. Okay. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. I'll catch y'all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.